Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Parenting Hour. You're tuned in to Unity FM 93.5, the heart of the city here in Birmingham. Uh, after our lovely month of Ramadan and Eid, we're all eager to get back to work again and back to routine again. Uh, if you haven't been in routine, most of you, I'm sure, have continued your life as normal um, when you were fasting. But maybe some of you did change things and did take a break or take a few days off. And you're just getting back into the swing of things again uh, in this lovely fine weather here in uh, in Birmingham and I'm sure all over the country as well. So we are back in the studio doing shows. I know we weren't here with you for a few weeks over Ramadan because it was a busy time for the studio. They have all the charities that come on and they, we give them our slot to be able to uh, talk to you about their work during that month. But we're back working at Approachable Parenting again and we are doing our Parenting Hour each week on Unity FM 93.5. If you want to ring in to us, please do so on the usual number 0121 If you want to email, email the studio at unityfm.net. So that's studio at unityfm.net. And we, of course, will take any of your questions, any of your ideas, any of your comments, and we will uh, answer them or we will share them with our guests, our professionals, who will get back to you and answer them and give you more guidance and more support in that. So, inshallah, I hope you had a good few weeks rest from listening to my voice and that you are now uh, eager to continue what we were, all the topics we were talking about on Parenting Hour uh, for the last few years now. Would you believe this is our fourth anniversary? Four years doing this show. So, um, alhamdulillah, it's been great being with you for four years and lovely feedback that we get from you and lovely interaction. So thank you, audience, for tuning in to us each week and uh, giving us your comments and uh, encouraging us to continue with some very valuable topics. And our audience, of course, is not just in Birmingham and the West Midlands, but we'd also like to thank all our audience down in Luton and that region who tune into Inspire FM 105.1. We know that you tune in also and we are open to listening or hearing or responding to any of your comments, your suggestions, your questions. So please do contact us uh, at the email, the studio email, which is studio at unityfm.net and the manager there will pass it on to either myself or to our guests that we come in, our professional guests, our experts that come into the studio each week to talk about their experiences, their professions, to help you understand and increase your awareness of different topics. Again, the number is 0121 And today's topic I should um, talk about is something we haven't talked previously about on the show, and it's... It's very important that we do talk about this because I think a lot of our listeners may have experienced this themselves and not quite have um, known or they may have known somebody else, a neighbour, a friend, a sister who has gone through this. And we're talking about postpartum psychosis, which is a, a huge word or three words there. And I know that you're going to explain that uh, efficiently to them. So we have Katie here. 
um, that is from postpartum psychosis and she is an expert by experience and she's going to talk to us about this. So welcome Katie, welcome to the studio. Thank you, thanks for having me. You're welcome indeed, it's uh, so nice having you here with us um, on this lovely sunny day yeah. indeed, talking about this. So can we just break down what is postpartum psychosis first so our, our listeners know what we're going to be talking about because this might be a new word and they might especially if they don't speak if people don't speak English as a first yeah. language think oh this is very medical what is this will I switch off is okay. this for me yeah well postpartum means after birth mm-hmm. um, and then psychosis sort of means breaking of the mind mm-hmm. Um, so sort of to put it into context with me I had a very normal pregnancy um, fairly long and and sort of labour but you know wasn't too bad Um, and within um, you know a few days after giving birth to my daughter I was very poorly Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't sleeping Um, I was having hallucinations I was hearing um, sort of like messages coming from the radiators in the house Um, I, it was fire, it was bonfire night at the time as well when my daughter was born and I was mm. very scared by the fireworks and again mm. I thought there was sort of some kind of messages there um, overly talking a lot um, very chatty um, just didn't sleep at all I could not sleep every time I lay down I just mm-hmm. I just couldn't get to sleep um, so by the time my daughter was nine days old um, I really was quite unwell and just behaving quite bizarrely um, like the one night my husband found me sat in our garage eating chocolate just sat on the floor um, mm. and he said oh this isn't right and mm. um, a few days before that he, he was saying the same thing and other people you know friends family or even my midwife saying oh it's because she's just had a baby every woman when they've just had a baby you know they're not quite themselves mm-hmm. um but my symptoms became very bizarre and um you know I couldn't have a normal conversation I'd talk about one topic then jump to something else then to something else mm-hmm. um so yeah when my daughter was just nine days old I, I went to see my doctor who then sent me to the local community mental health clinic um, and it was there where they diagnosed me with postpartum psychosis um, so this is a, an illness that affects about one to two women per thousand so it is quite rare mm-hmm. um, and like I say it's it's can be unexplained and it can be very sudden um, some women have it it's linked to bipolar disorder so some women might have it you know if they've got bipolar disorder when they have their baby mm-hmm. but for a lot of women it just comes completely out of the blue um, and it is a serious medical condition where you do need medication for it and generally you do need to be in hospital to make sure that you and your baby are safe wow. and it's just there I'm in shock you know when you're saying that because yeah. you're you're there a healthy person no symptoms no history no nothing Absolutely before nothing. that no and no. then in a matter of a few days, really, and and a lot of people would say, yes, sleepless night, or it's due to yeah. lack of sleep. Yeah, that's you. You're behaving like this. Uh, you, you're eating the chocolate because you need a bit of energy, yeah. and yeah. you just went somewhere quiet to eat that chocolate mm. Mm. and put it down to those reasons rather yeah. than a condition that uh, needs treatment. Yeah, definitely, and because it is fairly rare, mm. um, you know, we want more professionals to be aware of it, or mm. even more mums to be aware, yeah. or even dads. dads you know, yeah. so if they do see some of these symptoms coming that it can be treated mm-hmm. you know more 
like quicker really so it is it can it's it's quite a severe mental illness but also one that you can recover from as well mm-hmm. um you know the medication can be quite effective mm-hmm. and you know if you get the right treatment then you can get through it mm-hmm. um there is always a risk if you have a second child or a third child that it might happen again but obviously if it's happened before then you know measures can be put in place and and it can be a lot more controlled mm. than you know compared to that first time when it mm. is such a shock yeah and the message here that it, yes, it can happen quickly, but it can recover quickly as well. Yes. So yeah. So please be aware of it. And I, I think for uh, you know professionals and myself, even I was a midwife myself. We don't. Mm. We never got training on this because yeah. it's something yeah. that happens afterwards when you go home. Yes, so that's we don't very true. Just, you don't yeah. usually see parents like that. But as you, it happened you quite quickly. How, how yeah. soon? How, what? Well, I was in hospital for three days. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really sleep very well in the hospital because, you know, it's all noisy, isn't yeah. it, with all the babies yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I came home sort of when my daughter was four days old and, and it was those just those next few days, really. And and it was your first baby. Yes. It happened yeah. to you. Yeah. So there was probably a lot of excitement there coming yeah. home, people yeah. visiting you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, lots going on. And, mm. um, and I, you know, I was struggling to breastfeed as well. That was mm. quite a big thing for me. And mm. I was kind of determined that I was going to do it. And, and it became quite an obsession and that sort of led to me not sleeping much because I just was always trying to get my daughter to feed and it it just wasn't really happening so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and that wasn't happening and you were were you worried about that or I think so yeah Mm -hmm. I think it you know I felt quite a big pressure to do that but I think that was sort of part of my illness coming was Mm -hmm. to to have an obsession that Mm -hmm. sort of was part of of the illness as well yeah so we've got a lot of listeners tuned into this who themselves maybe pregnant or just had a baby but it could be their um, sister their sister-in-laws their auntie their neighbor Mm. that has had a baby and going through something similar maybe like this in the first few days and they're putting it down to oh she's you know tired she's yeah she's exhausted from the baby she just needs her to get her husband up more doing more things yeah and and but it could be something serious so the men that are listening to this, so if you're driving home and listening to this dads and you've uh, just had a baby and your wife is not herself just keep it in mind it may not be this condition but keep it in mind that maybe I need to observe it a bit more and yeah. ask some questions uh, to get some answers or ask professionals so that that I know that there is treatment here it's not something to be ashamed of no, or hide away no, no. there is treatment there yeah. so in, in your story so you were day four you came home didn't mm. have much sleep didn't sleep very well at home either and you were saying you were were you caring for your baby was the baby feeding from you or Uh, she still what yeah she still was at that time Mm -hmm. she was up until when I went into hospital Mm -hmm. when she was nine days old so Mm -hmm. and yeah I was trying you know looking after her sort of as as much as I could as much as I could and Mm -hmm. also I'd say that the less sleep that I had the more energy that I had it just was sort of part of the illness and I just felt like I wanted to be doing something all the time mm-hmm. and I was phoning everyone and saying come around come around whereas really you know in those first few days it should be a sort of calm time yeah, yeah. and recover after yeah. the birth yeah. and yeah so it was quite a manic a manic time mm-hmm. and you were bringing people in and you, you didn't yeah. recognize that no then, I don't think I recognized it myself mm. so and, and I think as well that's something else to say about psychosis is mm 
every person that has psychosis that their psychosis will be different mm-hmm. um, with postpartum psychosis it'd be quite common that um, women might think that their um, their child is is the devil or could think their child is the son of God mm. um, or they might you know you might have delusions thinking I'm going to save the world I'm mm. going to um, be famous I'm going to write a book mm-hmm. lots of different things like that are fairly common mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, with the psychosis and of course relating that into some of our communities they may be thinking it's a gin obsession yeah. things like this yeah. and not actually thinking that it is a disease and we've we've had lots of discussions about this on the radio over the last yeah. many years um, trying to highlight mental health illness and uh, and the spiritual side of things as well and right. what we always say to to our listeners is you need to get the mental health illness diagnosed you need to go to a doctor you need to get treatment you need to get that sorted yeah i mean there's a lot of um different you know mental health illnesses that women can have after Mm. they've had a baby or even whilst they're pregnant as well but like you say there is a lot of help and support out there um you know maybe start off with your gp or something like 111 if you're really worried Mm um i mean i had to go to a mother and baby unit um, for my treatment which and I d- couldn't get a bed for the first three weeks so I was at just a general psychiatric ward mm-hmm. and then I w- without my baby and then I was moved to the mother and baby unit which is in Birmingham mm-hmm. by the QE at, at the Barbary Centre and that was an excellent place to go um, it was for women with any any um, mental health problems mm-hmm. um, you know who were sort of quite severe so you know not really well enough to be at home mm-hmm. um, and on, on the ward, you get your own room with a bathroom and there's um, you know, you've got a cot in there and lots of storage space. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the ward, there's nursery nurses who are there to specifically support you with your baby. I mean, when I went in, my daughter was three and a half weeks old and she was now being bottle fed, but I'd mm-hmm. never given her a bottle before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so they're there to help with like developmental milestones, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got the um, different activities as well that take place on the ward. There's like mm-hmm. cooking and things like that um so for me that was definitely a a really good place to go and sort of try and get better but but have my daughter with me as well Mm -hmm. and of course if you had probably recognized it uh, maybe a few days sooner it might have been different well yeah yeah yeah, exactly you do Mm. kind of think about that yeah so yeah yeah so what did you was going through your husband's thoughts if we can take it kind of from the dad's point of view or you you know he was there your partner is there he's seen these things you said in the beginning he didn't think of anything when did he start thinking that okay this may be something I think that the the night that he found me in the garage you know in November Mm. eating chocolate he just thought this isn't right um and then the very next day he, he called my auntie who I'm very close to and she mm. came over and she sat with me for a bit and she was like yeah she's definitely not very well we need to take her to to see the doctor mm. um, but he found it really hard because you know it's meant to be a happy time and you know really exciting you've got your new baby mm-hmm. um, and it, it it wasn't like that and especially when I was sectioned and in hospital I mean mm. he he then had to care for my daughter because mm-hmm. obviously I wasn't there luckily his mum had come to stay with us for a few weeks so she was a big help because mm-hmm. obviously he wanted to come and visit me and mm. um and then when we got moved to the mother and baby unit that was obviously a really positive thing and I was then with my baby but then my husband was at home on his own so he'd come mm. and see us but then he'd every evening and then have to drive and you know and, and behave on his there. own yeah. yeah which was 
you know, not what you expect. Mm. And I was on the unit for about six months altogether because I developed bipolar disorder, mm. which can be fairly common, um, as as is also um, a depressive episode after um, mm. postpartum psychosis. So I developed bipolar disorder. And I was very... Um, my mood swings were very all over the place so mm-hmm. they wanted to sort of stabilize me before I could come home mm-hmm. so and that's why I'm very grateful for the mother and baby unit because if I hadn't have had that then I wouldn't have been with my daughter for about seven months so yeah. you know and you wonder what I wonder what my bond would have been mm. like with her of course mm. of course so th- it's wonderful that we have those facilities here in Birmingham mm. um in Luton I'm sure you have other facilities down there but I know we're we're really lucky here in Birmingham with with great facilities yes yeah, that yeah. We can I mean have. there's um, been quite a lot of funding in um women's mental you know especially linked to having a baby mm. um mental health there's been um, quite a lot of new funding over mm. the last few years they're building four new mother and baby units at the moment well one of them's just opened down in Devon um mm. and then not long ago um the next wave of funding was released and um in Birmingham we will and Solihull we will have some kind of of mental health support for women either pregnant or you know up to a year mm-hmm. after birth which is great we've got a team at the Birmingham Women's Hospital mm-hmm. um so you can go and have say your scan your 20 week scan and if you've you know got mental health problems you also can then go and see your psychiatrist mm-hmm. or there's psychiatric nurses in the community as mm-hmm. well so mm-hmm. i think it, it is really good that there has been a lot more money put into mm. this area because it is needed. Um, there still are a lot of women that um, that have problems, um, you know, when they've just had the baby or when they're pregnant. And like you were saying earlier, they don't want to talk about it, so they just sort of keep it to themselves. Um, and really, I, I just would encourage women to, to get to get that help because it is out there and it's nothing to be ashamed of. Um, you know, like I say, people think it's the most happiest time, but it can be really hard and it's yeah. such a change in your life to go from not having a baby to then all of a sudden having someone you need to care for and you know maybe you've stopped work and you know your life really has to change Mm -hmm. so and if you do have any mental health problems and that just makes it even harder but Mm -hmm. I think definitely you know don't be afraid to to sort of stand up and say I I, I need a bit of help. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important to do that it it is hard it's hard for some communities We're, we're talking about something that is often cl- behind closed doors where we're talking about mental health uh, or well-being or emotional mm. health I mean it's it's linked in we're all one oh, yeah. human being you know mm. our head is part of our body so yeah. it's not just the physical signs of giving birth and physically looking after ourselves that we need to be looking after we need to yeah. be looking after our mind as well mm, and taking care of that yeah mm. definitely and that can be hard when you've mm. got children because you yeah. know they take up so much of your time yeah. um but you know that's why they talk a lot now, don't they? About um, you know like the five ways to our being, yeah. and yes. you know making sure you get enough sleep. You know it's all things that are really mm. obvious to mm. us. But I think if you've you know had mental health problems, it, it's even more so. Mm. And and I think having as a mom, like having that time for you, you know, even if it's just an hour in a week where you go for a walk, or you know I don't know, you sit and watch a TV program that you love, or yeah. anything really, just to have that bit of time, yeah. I think can be really helpful. And even coming to us and approach with parenting. We are we are actually mentioned in wave two, mm. so we are actually okay. Be, we um, have a specialised person working and helping to our parents mm. to know where to come because oh, we good. we want to in, 
be there for the communities that mm. um, don't often understand this and think it's we better not tell anybody and th- those poor mums are suffering mm. in silence which w- which as you can see look I have so bright you're so bright yeah. and bubbly here in front of me I wish oh. our listeners could actually see you yeah. now oh. and, and see what you, you nice. like we've heard what you've been through and here you are such a wonderful person mm. here in front of me I would not unless you mentioned that I wouldn't have known those this that, is that the happened thing. to you yeah I think that's the thing with mental health is that you can't see it mm-hmm. and you know people can just pretend that they're absolutely fine whereas inside they might be having you know really crippling anxiety mm. or a very low mood and you know people just can't see it mm-hmm. which you know which is why you need to to speak up because otherwise yeah. you know a lot a lot of people even maybe your close friends and family might not even be able to tell if mm-hmm. you can sort of hide it but mm-hmm. it really is important to to open up it is definitely and not just for yourself but for your child as you're saying there mm-hmm. as well you know you had you were lucky to be in a unit that you had your child there your treatment you were able to communicate yeah. with your child you were able to build that bond you were able to build that attachment that we yeah. talk about a lot on our programs and the importance of that that, and that builds the brain cells of your baby, which yeah. we need our babies to have good brain cells to be mm. able to get on in life and good in in education and looking after themselves. And it starts in yeah. the very beginning like this. Yeah, it does. So we, we need our parents to understand more of this and how um, something like it may not be quite a psychosis, but they may have even a low mood after yeah. having the baby and think, yeah. okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not getting involved w- with my child because they might, it, it might be better just keep them a distance and have less interaction rather yeah. than what you're saying of having that interaction there and having experts around that can help yeah, to, to, to have that bonding and that relationship there. Yeah, mm. and I think for me, when I look back, like when I was... Um, you know suffered from my depression which was you know really awful time Mm -hmm. having my daughter there kind of helped me with my depression because Mm -hmm. I couldn't just lie in bed you know which is what I felt like I wanted to do Mm -hmm. because obviously she needed my attention Mm and and at that age she was about one and you know the babies give you so much don't they with their smiles and their laughter and you know so that sort of really helped Mm -hmm. pull me through in a way Mm -hmm. that I had her there Mm -hmm. We have a very um, famous saying that a smiling is a charity Mm. and, you know, it's a religious quotation. And when you look at it and pull it out, that charity, because we know when you smile, the endorphins happen in your brain. And when you smile at somebody else, they do change your your whole um, impression of yourself. Mm. You you feel that smile. You want to smile back at them. So your endorphins are are affected in your brain as well. So it is a charity because it's like a a wave out. It's like a ripple effect. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And And I'm sure that, you know, if you are someone listening now who's suffering you're definitely not the only one you know mm-hmm. it, it, the current statistics you know it was one in four mm-hmm. um it was one in four um people suffer from a, a mental health problem but i think it's even more people now like mm. one in two or one in three um so you're really not on your own and there's a lot of support out there there's a lot of peer support groups that mm-hmm. are that are available for people who want to you know come and talk and meet other people that are going through it mm-hmm. Um, as well as um, you know there's also one-to-one peer support available as well Um, so like myself I work as a peer support worker um, Mm -hmm. and and talk to women about their experiences and try and sort of help them by talking about what I went through and Mm -hmm. and giving hope that hope is like such an important word Mm -hmm. in mental 
mental health and in recovery um to try and you know start living a meaningful life again and Mm -hmm. and sort of be happy and Mm -hmm. and enjoy your baby enjoy your Mm -hmm. children because um, uh, maybe when you're in that situation it's everything is like a dark tunnel and you it can't can see be. the light yeah can be. definitely and what can you be. do is say yes the light is here yes, look and yes. you brighten that light for them and you you brighten exactly. it bigger and bigger and bigger every time you meet mm. yeah mm. exactly so mm. and, and i think that can really help yeah D- definitely so we will talk a bit more about after the break about your organization but just before we go into that you are working with an organization yes so I, I work for quite a few different places but um specifically at the moment one of the the roles i've got is with the charity action on postpartum psychosis mm-hmm. um so this is a charity that you know is specifically for postpartum psychosis um and they do quite a lot of different things we've got an online forum um, which is great so people can just go and post a question and we've got um, a group of volunteers that work on the forum that can answer questions as well as other you know general members of the public um, but there's probably sort of at least two questions that are posted a day which is quite amazing mm-hmm. really when you think how you know it's fairly rare mm-hmm. um, so, so we'll come back more to that after the break when okay. we talk about some of the, the questions and things like that so that's one of the things that you're doing yeah, yeah so there's that and then there's also one-to-one um, one-to-one support via email as well and they're starting to think about face-to-face mm-hmm. and then there's the education about postpartum psychosis as well so uh, we do quite a lot of work there's lots of people like me that we're um, sort of called regional representatives and we will if there's a certain event going on say for example a health visitors conference or midwives or gps anything like that we sometimes get invited to go and speak at things like that to sort of tell our story and and raise awareness and make sure that as many people know about it as possible Mm -hmm. really um so yeah there's there's lots of different things that the charity does wonderful so after the break we'll come back to some of those things and and uh, and tease them out a little bit of of comments and people questions that people ask um the message we want to get to you before break is that this can happen to anybody this is not something that um is we should ignore we should be aware of it we should Mm. be there to help people and understand where to signpost and and the organizations that are happening indeed and we'll give you out more details after the break of your organisation and where to contact it. So listeners, inshallah, as we go into a commercial break, maybe you want to take a pen and paper so that you can jot down what we're saying, jot down the organisation, jot down some details. Of course, you can always either contact me in Approachable Parenting or contact Unity FM, the studio itself, on 0121. Double seven two double eight nine two. Leave a message there, and they'll forward it to us. Or if you want to email studio at unityfm.net, and they will send it to us as well. And we will either respond to ourselves or send it to Katie in her organisation and get the proper answers and care that you need for your questions. Um, do join us again after this commercial break, where we'll be talking more about postpartum psychosis. Assalamualaikum.